0: It's time to scale your business for freedom for you and amazing client results. Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm Ellie, ex corporate marketer turned CEO, seven figure business coach, and mastermind mentor for coaches, creatives, and consultants like you. I know you're committed to scaling your business and creating the time and financial freedom you most want, while also being the best in your industry with a reputation to match. I've coached over 1,000 women to make six, multi-six, and seven figures using my signature swift marketing method. And in this podcast, I'll teach you the strategy, marketing, and mindset to help you do the same. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I've got a incredible dynamic duo for you today. I'm so excited to introduce you to Jess Miller and Sam Jew. I'm going to introduce them both individually and then as a duo, and then tell you a little bit more about why I've got them on the show. So Jess Miller is a somatic strategist, mum to seven-year-old Charlotte, and fierce believer that building your business shouldn't cost you your life. After walking away from a multi-award winning seven-figure business because she was no longer willing to sacrifice her health, relationships, and happiness on the altar of success, Jess created a new definition for herself, one that's rooted in safety, simplicity, and self-trust. Sam Ju is a psychotherapist and facilitator of permission, mum to seven-year-old Emily and baby Frankie, and passionate advocate for being radically kind and compassionate to yourself. As a highly sensitive person, Sam believes it is possible to be deeply ambitious and successful, And soft and sensitive at the same time. In fact, she identifies as holding both identities herself. Together, Sam and Jess created Slow the Mastermind for the woman who desires richness and riches in her life and business. Unlike most masterminds that either support your heart or your head, slow is a space where both are held, a space where strategy and embodiment are woven together to support your whole self through all the seasons, especially the messy ones. A soft space to land in your business, love your life, and lead bravely for results in a way you never knew were possible. A space where slowing down is the catalyst for the abundance around you speeding up. I have had the great privilege of working with Sam and Jess, both separately in their businesses at different times over the last four to five years. And so when I launched the mastermind model and they decided to dive into that, I was so thrilled to be able to support them because the timing worked out really beautifully for them coming together in this new program that they were creating. And I really wanted to get them on the podcast because what they created was really incredible with amazing first time launch results that I'm so excited to share with you and a process as to why they got those results that you'll be able to hear and emulate when you're launching your own mastermind or any offer for that matter. Now, I also just want to let you know before we dive into the episode. So if you are listening to this on release day, on the day the podcast is released, Tomorrow, I am going to be going live for a free training, sold out masterminds that you can access at ellieswift.com forward slash masterclass, ellieswift.com forward slash masterclass. Now, if you are listening into this any other day, then we will have that training on a replay that you can go and listen to. It will only be available uh, until the Tuesday, the following week. So you can check out that training again, just follow that link and it will take you straight to that replay. So I would recommend you go and check that out. There's an Epic announcement at the end that you will also want to get your hands on um, so that you can access the incredible bonuses. And I'll tell you exactly what it is because you know it's coming already. It is announcing our incredible program, the Mastermind Model. So jump on over to elisifcom forward slash masterclass, check out that training, and then from there go and check out the Mastermind model. If you are launching a mastermind in quarter four or 2024, this is the program to support. You to do that. Enjoy this episode. I know you're going to love Sam and Jess as much as I do. Okay, I'm very excited to be having a conversation with you two, very powerhouse duo today. And I want to start by talking about this movement that you essentially created. So you've coined something called the slow movement. And with that, the slow mastermind. Can you share a little bit about like what exactly that is, what your process around creation of that was? Bring us in.
1: Yeah, I mean, Sam and I were so clear on the type of space that we wanted to create and the type of support that we wanted to provide. And we while we were going through that process, we never had an official name. Slow or the concept of slow just kept coming back to us. And, you know, in a capitalist world where, and, you know, the industry where everything is like, what's the tips, tricks, secrets, codes, how can we like get the fast, instant gratification? It felt so unstrategic to lean into that type of messaging. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is... Huge. And at the same time, it also made so much sense to us because it was that exhale that people that are burning out in business really, really needed. And it was that opportunity to pause and to lean in to what might be getting trade-off, traded off in the pursuit of more in business or faster in business. And, you know, really questioning how sustainable that approach would be over time. And so for us, slow is really about that deep intentionality, a deep honoring of the whole self in the process of creating a really successful business. And knowing that when you take the time to slow down and to tend to your nervous system, to tend to your mindset, and to get really intentional about your strategy, that all the timelines collapse and everything speeds up around you and in a far more spacious, supported, and just soul nourishing way. And really, like the way we created this mastermind is the epitome of that. We spent so much time just slowly marinating in the creation process. And that for us, you know, feels like why it was
0: as successful as it was straight out of the gates. I love that you spoke to that, Jess. And I think the other thing that is a really cool thing to touch on for everyone listening is also when you said, Know something along the lines just now of, were we crazy or like, was this actually going to be something that would work knowing that it was the antithesis of so many other things out there on the market. And it's so wild that we as humans go, okay, well, I can see all these things out here that are working right now. And so therefore, if I create something similar, that must be the best way for my thing to work. But actually, the opposite is true. When you're brave enough to create the new thing, the new initiative, the thing that no one's done before – that's actually when you tend to get more eyeballs on it because people go, oh my gosh, what is this? What's this concept? What's this thing? And yes, for you both, you had to spend a lot more time in that pre-pre-launch phase, literally selling in something that was a brand new concept, pioneering something that was a brand new concept and really getting people on board with that, as well as you two as a brand for the first time. But by being really clear on your thought leadership around that and your framework and your process around that, you obviously were able to to really get people on board so i love that and speaking of the creation process Is something I've talked about a whole bunch over the last couple of weeks on the podcast is how people really don't spend enough time in the creation stage of the mastermind, which is why we put such a big emphasis on it in the mastermind model. And I I really think that the more time you spend in creation, the less time you're actually going to end up in the shitty part of selling, aka following up, like Mm -hmm. all those things that we don't actually want to do in high level selling. So can you tell us a little bit about the creation process when you were putting this together? Like how you, you mentioned it before. What what did that look like for you both?
2: Yeah, so the thing about Jess and I is we've been friends for a long time and we have wanted to create a Mastermind together for so, so long. So it's kind of been in the works for years it just is a beautiful idea and a dream, but it was probably about March this year that we decided, right, we're actually going to do this. And so we spent a good like four months really working on the foundations. I'm pretty lucky because of Jess's strategy background. She's a bit of a stickler for foundations. And so this is the first time I feel like I've properly done market research in my business in this way uh, where we spoke to about 10 women in business who were all our ideal clients and really got to know um, who we were creating the experience for. And like everything, we approached it in a novel way that really supported our capacity. So, because we're both, um, you know, sensitive humans who have to manage our capacity, we're both mummers, we didn't want to do a whole bunch of Zoom calls. And so, we actually set up the market research in Voxer and we did it in this really beautiful, spacious way. And I think. During that process, we really discovered that a lot of women in business feel like they can't keep up or have the bandwidth for traditional models of success. Mm -hmm. And so, a lot of them were feeling a little bit left out or kind of holding back from joining masterminds because they were thinking, I am really ambitious, but my capacity is not the same as other women in business you know, maybe they were highly sensitive or they were mummers or they had health issues or they just weren't willing to sacrifice their well-being in the short term for the long term. And, yeah, so they found masterminds really hard. And so that really aligned with what we had also seen and felt ourselves in the industry and confirmed that there was a demand. And I just have to say, Ellie, like there's such a shift in your confidence when you take the time to do the market research and you know there's a demand already there because mm-hmm. like, big fan of just launching things because intuitively they hit you and I've done that before and it has worked. But when you do this market research, I think you come into a launch a lot more confident. I so agree with that. It's
0: something that I feel like is coming through a lot at the moment with clients. Something that I'm speaking about a lot is how data is actually the answer to a lot of mindset issues that we have you know, like exactly what you spoke to just then, you know, imagine if you guys hadn't done the market research on a day or a couple of days when maybe you weren't seeing as many clients filter through. And I know, you know, there were days like that for you guys, as there are for most people selling any experience, mm-hmm. you would potentially be like, is this right? Did Are we on the money here? Like, did we get the offer right? Whereas because you had that really qualitative data and I've read your research, like I know how thorough it was and, how you guys really dove headfirst into that process. It gives you that safety and security and evidence and knowledge of none of this needs to be a mindset problem. We don't need to swirl in any of that BS. Actually, we've got the data, we're acting on the data, and it and it's so supportive for you know your like regulation and your nervous system, right? And you both talk about this so much. And I guess we're we're actually highlighting the perfect balance right now of nervous system meets strategy, which is such a key part of the slow ethos, I know. So, I just love yeah, that they you know. spoke to that. And
1: just, I think something that like also plays into it is Sam and I both are seasoned in business. It's not the first time we've created offers. It's not the first time we've launched anything. And so, we also really knew our strengths going into this. And so, to couple what we know that we're good at and what generates results for the women in our world with what we were hearing in the market research, like it was – such, a, as Sam said, like a really, really powerful process to go through and just made the whole creation effortless. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you see this a lot too, Ellie, like, as you say, people don't spend enough time in creation phase and they kind of want to jump into the launching and selling with kind of a half-baked idea and it might work once. And then the next time it's like all these pivots and adjustments and, you know, rather than just taking the time, slowing down and actually like... Really marrying what the market wants with your skill set, your thought leadership,
0: and what you desire to see in the world. Totally. And in terms of being a partnership, you both did that so well. You were like, okay, right. Like, how do we play to our strengths here? What's required from both of us? What's the version of our brand that we both need to be in this experience? Right. Like, I know there was a lot of intentionality around that for you both. Do you want to, is there anything you want to talk about? in that, like, as I say that, does anything come up for you there in terms of knowing who you needed to be to complement one another in this experience? Because this is a partnership mastermind, which is a different experience. And I know we spoke a bunch about that throughout. And I just love how open. You both were with being like, this is where we're at. This is what we agree on. This is what we disagree on. Um, I just, I loved every part of that. Yeah. Can you share a little bit more about, I guess your, the the brand you needed to be externally so that you could really uh, play to both of your strengths, but also perhaps talk a little bit about the relationship behind the scenes of the partnership
2: that you was required for this. Such an interesting question. I, something that comes up for me is that because we're friends, I think we have the capacity to be deeply honest with each other and yes. I think we ever feel judged by each other. So for example, Jess is not a massive fan of Instagram and she doesn't, she's got this incredible business. She's so amazing that she doesn't really need to be on the gram. Whereas I most of the time quite enjoy Instagram for business. So it was kind of like, okay, well I like being on the gram. Jess doesn't love it. So I'll kind of, um, be on the ground more, but whereas I find writing content so hard and um, I can get it like 80% there, but then I often don't get that 20%, whereas Jess can just like edit it, you know, with her journalist journalist background uh, so quickly and so easily. So I think it was about being vulnerable with each other and saying, hey, this is the stuff that I find really hard and then, yeah, like kind of getting each other, covering each other's backs. Yeah,
1: I think too, from like a front end perspective, like there was so much in partnership that from a back end perspective that was so nourishing and so supportive. And even, you know, through the launches, um, especially because we had such a long launch, we both obviously went through our own um, internal cycles and seasons in that time. And so we're able to flow and hold each other. And like, if one of us, you know, was having life stuff or mindset stuff, one of us was able to kind of support and take more of a lead. But I also think like, as well as behind the scenes, it's been so great for us. It's also been something that's so incredible for the women in the community. And like, we haven't actually ever sat down and intentionally gone, "Oh, this is the the brand philosophy that we're going to put forward." Like, we do have our differences in our approach, and rather than trying to come to a unanimous, like, "This is the stance we're going to take," like, we actually think that there's so much power in Sam bringing her perspective and me bringing mine, rather than us needing to agree all of the time. And we we are, you know, we're a couple of months in and receiving support from the women that they are just feeling so deeply supported in ways that they never have before in any sort of business program. And I really think that's because we're able to come at it from such different facets and with her psychotherapy background and me with my business strategy and nervous system lens. And, you know, the places where we do align is that value of of depth and intimacy and deeply giving a shit about the people in our world. And that's what's translating. Mm. You
0: know, it's an interesting point that you make there because when it comes to like the right way and the wrong way to run a mastermind, something that I think a lot of coaches and mentors and thought leaders who are used to having the right my way is the right way in terms of you know the way that they teach or coach something that I think they really need to leave at the door when running masterminds is that belief of like no this is the one way to do mm-hmm. things because obviously you're in space with community and the majority of the time you're really encouraging that circular leadership you're really encouraging that peer to peer support and ideally you want it to be a space where you know you're on a call with other humans and someone has an idea and they ask for your support and you share something and maybe another person in the mastermind shares something else that's a little bit you know contradictory but actually like that's the the great thing about a mastermind and i think that a lot of people strive to create that some doing better than others because it really does require you to leave your ego at the door. And so, I love that approach that you just shared of like, actually, we're not not on the same page with everything necessarily. That's not the objective. We don't need to be. It's that we're owning who we are, sharing our viewpoint and giving people like this whole picture of what's possible for them in different ways. So, I really love how you spoke about that. Okay. Let's talk about the sales process a little bit because- I loved uh, witnessing you both and playing with you both in the sales process. And uh, something, again, that I think you did really well was like a lot of listening. I, I want to use the word pivoting, but that doesn't feel like the right word, actually, because I don't think there was necessarily pivoting in like, this isn't working. We need to try something different. Just more, you were open to different strategies as as they were called for during the sales process. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what was your sales process? What worked really well for you? Anything that didn't work well for you? Yeah. I mean,
1: I I think pivoting is a reasonable word to consider in (laughs) (laughs) the scheme and things. Um, You know, from having established businesses and established communities, there was definitely a bit of a intention that we were going to kind of go out with private invitations and potentially just fill that minimum quota of what we wanted and run it as a pilot program. And that didn't actually translate. A lot of the people we reached out to were already in masterminds or coaching arrangements, like loved, and were on board with the idea of slow, but the timing wasn't aligned for a lot of people. And so that really did mean that we had to go, okay, well, we are going to have to take this out to market. It's not just going to be a case of ringing, you know, DMing a few people and like, you know, we're sold out. And so there was this like process and of like, okay, well, if we're going to do that, we it makes sense for us to allow people to get to know who we are and get to know what the slow movement is uh, because we're not necessarily relying on intimacy of relationships. And so that's where we started to create the the slowdown, the podcast. And so that was really an opportunity for people to come behind the scenes to really understand who we are, what we stand for, and really uh, sink into the expertise that we had to offer and the difference in how we operate our businesses and support our clients to grow their business in a really sustainable way. And so we had such a vulnerable honest conversations in that podcast that really supported people to lean in and we had so many people kind of come out of the woodwork that weren't even in our sphere of awareness kind of saying all the value and what they'd gotten out of that and allowing people to feel really seen in conversations that maybe weren't necessarily happening online and things people weren't speaking into that they'd potentially internalize some shame around or thought that like they were flawed and it wasn't working for them. And yeah, it was just something that was really, really deep and was such a powerful way to crystallize this partnership and launch into Mm. this brand. And from there, we, Again, like the way that we work is it's so experiential and we really wanted people to come and be in the space with us. And so we facilitated a number of IG lives where we spoke into some of the key issues that we were seeing and again, allowing people to hear what we have to offer as a collective and as a duo. And ultimately, the end goal being for them to come and join us on a live coaching call. Like we knew that's where we wanted to get them. Because that's where we could really, really shine. Um, you know, really bespoke coaching and support is like our love. And so uh, really getting people on that call was the the ultimate. And when we look at who is in the program now, majority of those people were on that coaching call. And so for us, that's like incredible data around how to continue to build that community, how to continue to yeah nurture and and prepare for future launches. It's getting people in the room with us. And of course, like all launches, there was lots of conversations, lots of following up, lots of DMs. And we just did that in, again, a way that was so us as opposed to kind of trying to get on Zoom calls and follow, you know, formulas and things like that. We just did it in such a gentle way. And, you know, perhaps it didn't convert as well as could have but also at the same time like felt really authentic and really in alignment with valuing the connections and the relationships and you know we're already in conversations about the next round because of that because we weren't like pressuring anyone into the like well now's the time like we're like yeah cool like come to the next one that's totally fine and you know that sadly is an abnormality in the industry and it becomes a point of difference that people are like, oh, oh, okay. Like you are, you are what you say
0: you are. (laughs) It's so dumb and short-sighted as well. Actually, you know, if we look at buying patterns and behaviors, you know, if somebody just comes across you for the first time or your experience, I think I read a stat the other day around how people are taking an average of approximately a hundred days to purchase from somebody once they join an email list. And that's not even differentiating whether it's like low ticket or high ticket. And if you're literally just like the minute you're in front of that person, like sell, 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 rather than being like, okay, are they now or later? You're probably missing maybe 70 to 80% of your opportunities as like a loose percentage there. So mm-hmm. I love that you shared that because actually, you know, for the most part, if I think about people I've spoken with in master for masterminds over the years, a lot of the time it has been years in the making.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think people, Maybe acknowledge or appreciate that. Like it's not spoken about that often of how long that buying cycle is and really focusing on relationships and being relational rather than transactional. And I think another thing that really supported us in the launch, not just from the perspective of who enrolled, well, you know, in terms of people taking up. So we offered an equitable pricing model and we had some uptake on that which was great but we also had people joining because we had created that not because they needed it but because they really like resonated and aligned with the way we were operating our business and you know we both have a really strong social conscience and nori that when you have this added load of caring or health challenges or holding a marginalized identity things can be stacked against you and we knew that the support provided in Slow was going to be one of those things that would really change the game for people, and didn't want that to to be the barrier. Like the price is the thing that's stopping people from stepping up and receiving that level of support. And you know, we're so proud to have got a really diverse global cohort in this, you know, initial round of women that are doing the most phenomenal and incredible work, and. Yeah. Again, it's that like not waiting until later to implement the things and make the difference. Like you can do that
0: now. And what are the results? Let's talk about those results. Tell us
2: the women in revenue figures. Give us the tea. So we had six women and we had a 45K launch with really minimal expenses. So... Ew. worked with that, weren't we, Jess? <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. I think for a first-time program like, and brand-new duo, yeah. like we're so happy with, with where that landed, as and you I, should be.
2: I just wanted to add in. Um, I think one thing Jess hasn't mentioned is, like, I was travelling for three weeks of the launch because we hadn't planned to launch. We had just thought <laughs> that we'd send invites, which now I kind of have to laugh at myself <laughs> for thinking that. But that was the one point where mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, let's party, guys. Let's a little party little, instead. Let's nice. party. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had planned this time. Yeah, to with my with my family. We like Jess still had all her other business projects going on, and so I'm so proud of us because we did this launch really on the run, and I think it's such a powerful example of the slow down, to speed up concept. That because we would mm-hmm. taken our time in the back end, getting really clear on how this mastermind was different, how it was so special and nourishing, then even though we had to really kind of scramble together last minute to get a launch, it it didn't feel that hard, did it, Jess?
1: No, I think having everything so clear, like we have, honestly, like if you see the back end behind the scenes, there are so many documents and everything's there and articulated. And so putting... IG lives together creating the coaching calls emails all of that sort of stuff it wasn't like a huge stretch and it wasn't like we had to create everything and and because of how extensive that market research was like all the content ideas were there it was all done it was just the the small execution and we did have you know some we both have team support and so we're able to bring in like VAs and design and all of that so we could really just focus on the high level stuff
0: honestly like essentially what we're talking about here you know 45K, six months, like we we times that by two. We're essentially talking just shy of a six-figure launch or like six figures additional in revenue for a partnership for a 12-month period, first time launching. So we know that the potential exists for that to double in the next year or so. And so, you know, if we are just talking straight numbers and obviously just, we are just in this part of the conversation, so, so epic. And, you know, I had a really amazing conversation with a woman, Emma, who was also in the mastermind model, who we had this chat and I don't know when this airs, whether her episode will have come out before or after yet. So I'll share a bit of context, but we were talking about how something we don't talk about enough is how profitable masterminds are, you know, outside of the time commitment, which when you systemize and streamline it, which obviously you two have, you're talking really minimal expenses because you launch in a really different way. A lot of it is very relationship-based, as you said, Jess. The overheads for running a mastermind are so low and she was talking about how she added in a mastermind uh, to her course launch model and just the difference in that, knowing that for her courses, she's so used to spending a lot in ad spend and, and those types of things. So, I think that it's the the piece you shared around very minimal overheads is also really important to to that conversation too,
1: for sure. And I think something that we both really anchored into a lot when we were creating this like on the fly launch is that we were building the asset. Like we knew that a lot of the things we were creating, like sales pages and systems and processes, being set up. Like yes, they took time up front. But that is something that we're going to get a return on years and years to come, like you say, subsequent launches. Um, yes. you know, yes, there'll be tweaks, yes, there'll be edits, but we'll never ever have to sit down and rewrite a brand new sales page from scratch.
0: No, and it is so much easier yeah. to edit than yeah. from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> totally,
2: right. that excites me a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I love this. I look, I really wanted this conversation to be something that's super useful for our listeners around creating a mastermind, selling a mastermind, like that really robust, juicy come behind the scenes. So just thank you both so much for sharing so much of that. And obviously, you know, as part of this, I had the privilege of getting to uh, have you with me in the mastermind model and loved doing so. Obviously having also had the privilege of having you both in my world for so many years prior. So I just wanted to ask the question as well of if anyone is listening and they're considering joining the next round of the mastermind model, is there anything specifically that you'd share with them around that?
2: I would say go for it. Uh, even if you've already got an amazing product, like Jess and I had already done a lot of our planning and our market research. What you did, Ellie, was help us just walk through from beginning to end the whole process from like just making sure that everything was tied up and all the planning was done to a really high standard. Um, and yeah, especially the the marketing and the launching, which was the bit that we had probably focused a bit less on. <laughs> so yeah, I, I found it to be um, really high value and had a really high impact on the way our launch happened.
1: Mm, and I think you were just extremely generous in terms of the resources and examples that you provided in there too. So I think there were a couple of times where, you know, when we were creating our onboarding and rather than, again, sitting there creating from scratch and reinventing the wheel, we we're like, oh, let's look at Ellie's template, see what's there. And we're able to kind of expediate that process or move things a little quicker when we were launching on the fly and stuff. And so even just having that like reference point to go back to, to get those creative juices flowing on those days where you're feeling a little less inspired was, was really,
0: really supportive. I so appreciate you both sharing that. And you know, it's it's interesting that piece you just spoke to there because I was surprised the first time that we launched this, the number of people that joined who have been in business for a really long time and they were joining for that reason that you spoke to. It's like, let's shortcut and fast track all of this where we can, you know. And it's it's smart business, isn't it, when we get to a point in business where it's like, how can I fast track this process? What does it look like to go to the source and fast track this process in the best way that I can? And I think that that mentality of I've got to do everything myself, you know for for as long as I need to, actually it like gets to a point where that just doesn't apply. And it's like, no, if you've got the resources, like what can you do to actually expedite this process as you say? Um, so I love that. That's so useful. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, welcome. How can we find you both? Uh, tell us where we can find you and uh, if there's anything else that you would add to this conversation that we might have missed.
1: Yeah, so we can both be found at The Slow Mastermind on Instagram. And if you did want to tune into our podcast, you can sign up for that, The um, theslowmastermind.com forward slash the slowdown. And we're also, as alluded to, in early enrollments for 2024, we have some really special pricing and bonus monthly calls from now or when you join until we kick off in April. So if that is something you're interested in finding more about, then absolutely send us a DM on Instagram. We would love to have a conversation with you.
0: Amazing. We'll pop that info in the show notes so that you've got all of that as well. Thank you both so much. I love this convo. Adore you both. So happy we got to do this. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks so much.